Hello, hello, and welcome to Epiloggers, a book club for fiction and nerd-like reading created to enhance adulthood brought to you by two emerging adults. Each month, we try out a new book in a two-part series so that you may read along with us. In this week's prologue, Shay and I will be discussing the first nine-ish chapters of The Maze Runner by James Dashner. Also remember that these opinions are our own, but you are invited to join the discussion on our Twitter and Instagram pages at epiloggerspod. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. But without further ado, let's get started. Hello, dear listeners. Sorry for this brief interruption in the first episode, but I did want to just give you a heads up that the first section of our episode will have some poor audio quality. Shay and I were just so excited that we forgot to mic check prior to cracking open our beers. Once we get through that part and we start talking about the Maze Runner itself, the audio quality does get better. Please push through. (laughs) Thanks for listening. All right, Jay. Welcome to 2019. Thank you, Shay. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. What are you drinking to? So this week, I'll drink to the New Year. I had a pretty good New Year's Eve. Nothing crazy. We're going to get more lit on this podcast than we did on the day itself. That's adulthood right there. (laughs) um this evening i am drinking platform beer company a kettle sour series called life itself damn yeah i mean i feel like that's appropriate uh it's a goes with lime meringue and graham i still don't know how i feel about the fact that there's meringue in it that's a weird flavor to claim on a beer even a sour yeah i don't know so first sips Oh, (laughs) Um, lime, meringue, no, just a weird diluted lime. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not getting gram or meringue from it. Sorry, platform. Graham, I'm assuming Graham Cracker. Like, I mean, it can't be be Graham Cracker. (laughs) Why not? Oh, oh my God. Yes, it is. That is supposed to taste like key lime pie. It has a Graham Cracker crust, key lime, and meringue on the top. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) So it doesn't taste like a nice slice of key lime pie? If I think key lime pie while I drink it, maybe a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) i'm lying and your facial expression said no (laughs) all right what are you drinking to this this evening i am drinking to celebrate the new year and also drinking in mourning that i go back to the next semester (laughs) next week and shay has to go back to her real life indeed well i'm drinking sam adams winter lager It's a limited Mm, release. Good staple. It says it's a festive Bach beer, which I've never heard of in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Bachs are supposed to be pretty chocolatey, I think. Like uh, dark, dark chocolatey, I think. Hmm. I do like dark beer. I could be very wrong. This has orange peel, cinnamon, and ginger. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Ooh, a bottle. Yes. It's a bottle. Also, it was the (laughs) only thing in my fridge. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. Get that ASMR. That was a good one. (laughs) All right. This week, what am I drinking to forget? Mm. I feel like I'm doing all right so far this winter break. Yeah, it's been a nice break. Mm -hmm. Shorter than the ones that we had in undergrad. But I'm kind of okay. We don't have any. uh, Yeah, true. Very well. Mine still goes till the. 22nd, I believe. So I still have a little bit more time off. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we haven't had any snow here. We had did not have a white Christmas. We did not have a white New Year's like it's been pretty rainy and disgusting. So I'm drinking to forget all the rain, I guess. Yeah, no, it rained a lot here too on it rained all day on New Year's. We did not have any snow for Christmas. I think it might have flurried, but there's no snow. I moved to Mm -hmm. Michigan. People said there'd be snow. It was a fucking lie. <laughs> God damn them for your false expectations. Where is the snow? <laughs> Up next, I regret saying that. <laughs> and tomorrow, blizzard warning. <laughs> All right, what's that? What's that beer taste like? Give me the mouthfeel. Well, I've had it before, and I don't really like it, which is surprising because I love Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. I love all other Sam Adams. I don't know what it is about this one. Maybe you just don't like box? Maybe. It's not spicy enough. For a winter lager, it's not spicy enough. Oh, yeah. You always expect, like, a lot of cinnamon nutmeg. I want to get punched in the mouth with Christmas. (laughs) And that's not what happens. (laughs) That's not what happens. God damn it, Sam. Let me down. Well, I guess since I haven't read The Maze Runner, I'll go ahead and do my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Before reading, as you instructed yes, me to do. Yes, I just want to know what your <laughs> what your overall thoughts or predictions about the book are going to be. And then we can start off and see how far off you were. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, as a little bit of background, I definitely have never read the book before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recall seeing the movie, mm-hmm. but probably when it first came out, which I have no idea how long it's been since then. And A couple years. Yeah, there's a good chance that I fell asleep during it as well, because I do not recall it in the least. <laughs> Let me guess one of your predictions. Okay. This book is about a maze. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't think that. No. <laughs> I had no idea there was a maze. What? <laughs> uh, but in reality, I have a feeling that this maze isn't going to be real. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking along the lines of Westworld, where it's like a simulation that the body's not in, but the mind is. Uh, have you ever seen Westworld? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes of the first season. I really like it. I just mm-hmm. never sit down and watch TV. Yeah, no, and it, it's a great season. But like, I think the, the gist is that like, their bodies aren't in the dangerous scenario, just their minds are. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can get reset as many and as times as you need or want. Okay. Um, so I think that's basically what's going to go on in that. Um, I think that there is, like, a government mm-hmm. body or researchers mm-hmm. or something that need to solve a problem. Okay. And so they're using these teenage kids or young adults. I don't know. I don't know quite how old they are yet, but they're going to use them to 
figure out this issue and see it's like probably like a world issue or a psychological issue or um economical sociological kind of thing Mm -hmm. where they're gonna be like rats okay but let me ask you a question why do you think it's always kids I don't know. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's because, you know, this is a young adult novel, so sure. you need to be able to relate to the people. But right. why do you always use kids? Because their ability to learn is a lot more deve- – like, their ability to learn is much more than adults that are, you know, stagnant. Right, right. right? So it's like that a learning minds and bodies are still, Yeah, their minds and bodies are still developing. Mm-hmm. And perhaps they're more susceptible to a figure in authority. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but – they would be able to be controlled a lot easier than, you know, adults. Right. You can intimidate them a little bit more easily. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm picturing this maze to be like the fourth Harry Potter book (laughs) (laughs) and that it's just going to be like these hedges Uh and the kids are going to be in the center. Okay. So it's going to be like the opposite of Harry Potter where they're all hanging out in the center and they need to try to get out. Okay. Um, and it's going to be like hedges that are constantly changing or there's obstacles and puzzles and riddles and stuff that they're going to have to try to solve. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. I don't think by the end of the book, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to solve the maze. Ooh, interesting prediction. And I'm going to write <laughs> that down. I don't think it's not that it's not solvable. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Sure. I think I have way too many knots in that sentence. <laughs> but um. I think those were all my pre-reading thoughts for the most part. Okay. Did you have any other follow-up questions? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Let's get into it. I want to hear like what you started (sighs) discovering as you were reading. Yeah. Uh, So I think I stopped on chapter nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm on chapter five, like a couple pages into chapter five and I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter nine or chapter eight ends with the girl coming up the elevator right uh-huh. the, so i've learned that so far it's all teenage boys you know like young teen to like young adult not old enough as us but like probably just before drinking age i think sure and it's all boys no girls so i predicted reading i knew i i don't know if it was because of my intuition i'm so intelligent or because, <laughs> and this is a young adult novel, or, or because I watched the movie that I knew it was going to be a girl coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you think it's all boys? Uh, because, oh, because in research, you always sample male populations because of the hormones in women. Oh, that's really interesting <laughs> that you say that because there is actually a very large movement away from doing that at this point. So yeah. now if you – let's say you're doing a, like, mouse or rat study and you're testing, like, learning or fear response, whatever, whatever you're testing with your mice or rats, mm-hmm. you actually have to or you should, to be in good practice, report on the sex of the animals. And yeah. a lot of studies are including male and female studies and seeing if there are differences between them because it turns out a lot of the biological phenomenon that we have studied in the past have been exclusive to males well right yeah it doesn't it doesn't behoove (laughs) us to (laughs) to only only use boys (laughs) so they are now testing more often they're more often making a note of the sex of the animal Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, like in human research, which is what I pretty much study, that Mm -hmm. you either do all one sex Mm -hmm. as like your pilot, like this is beta beta. 
sure. that you do one sex just to see what's going to happen. But when you do it in the future, they want you to have as close to 50-50 representation as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Because if you only have like three women to every 10 men in the research, like they're going to they're going to throw it away. <laughs> they right. don't like it. Absolutely, because it's not biologically representative of the population at that point. Right. And especially in exercise. I I mean, there's so much different between men and women in my realm that we have to do 50-50 or completely sequester the the sexes and do it separately. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay. So in that first section of the book, you learn that Thomas is our main character. He's Mm -hmm. around 16 years old. Uh Um, He has very limited memories, but for some reason he can still speak English. Um, and there's probably about, I think they said 25 to like 50 boys in the glade or like the center of my maze. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, they've pretty much built a civilization. There's farming, there's housing, there's safe places. Um, Mm -hmm. you learn about the baddies a little bit in that we, um, we get a little hint of the maze when Alfie takes Thomas around and shows him the 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 shtick and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um one of the first things that really fucking pissed me off yeah. is so these kids, uh-huh. They're I know what it's going to be. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it's so frustrating. One of the most infuriating things is that these kids like, the memory wipe is ridiculous. I, I don't understand. There's selective things that they can and cannot wipe, which doesn't make sense in research. Sure. They remember English, but for some reason develop these dumb ass words for <laughs> swear words. What the fuck? And we learn clunk is poop. Like, yes. you say poop in the book. So I assumed it was because it's a young adult novel. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to swear, but he no, literally no, no. says poop in the text. Yes. So, so it's I, not because he's not trying to not swear. I'm I'm slamming my fist on my desk because I know, I can clunk hear it. is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're a clunk head. Just say shithead. What is wrong yep. with you? <laughs> so it's definitely like they're very obvious stand-ins as as well. So like shuck is very obviously the stand-in for fuck. And yeah. if you like go through and every time you read shuck, you just like think fuck to yourself, it's so much funnier. Yes. Um, this was this wasn't the thing that I thought you were going to be frustrated about. Uh, uh. What I personally get frustrated about is like from Thomas's perspective that the other kids are so bad at describing what's going oh. on and easing him into this transition. Well, yeah, and like I mean, I get it. They're teenage boys; they don't know how right. to like take it easy. They're just like, right. oh yeah, there's these fucking scary things that bite you, and you're in extreme amount of pain, and you hear this kid screaming in the background. So right. like, I thought it was a good like writing choice. Sure. To, like have these kids be so terrible at describing what's going on, right. but they've had at least. 25 green beans right like right, if there's because 25 how do they people, start right you've had practice for 25 green beans now how beans. how are you still so bad at it right and i think too even though it's really frustrating i think it's a good it's a good writing choice in terms of it gives you a ton of information that you don't understand at all so yeah. you get a bunch of words <laughs> you get a bunch of names you hear like the maze and you hear grievers and you hear all these scary words they mean nothing to thomas they also mean nothing to you right so i want to jump back to 
your opinions on the language. I didn't realize it would frustrate you so much, which is funny because I wrote down that I wanted to talk about it and get your opinion on why perhaps these kids would create their own language. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was like the first kid that showed up, like, didn't feel comfortable swearing, but Mm -hmm. I just don't get how, like, it's obvious that they don't forget the words. They've just decided to create their own language, which, does anyone decide that? Who makes conscious decisions to make new words for To make up new words. Yeah, I think that they probably all have the memory of swearing, and they can all use those words. I think it's like a, a community thing. It's something that separates them from newcomers so that they can have a tight-knit society. I think it's them trying to kind uh, of, like, take control of their situation. Right, to create, and like, a strengthen their bond. Right, yeah. exactly. It's just, okay. like, stupid words that we would have in the fraternity, like, purpling. That's yeah. not a real word. We could just say, <laughs> fucking a pledge. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> but it is really frustrating. And I think it's interesting that they keep some words i'm guessing so like who gave them the word grievers for like these things that you can be stung by because i don't remember how much farther in the book they bring in what the grievers are and what they look like and there's like the the mechanical beetle that seems to be watching them they have words for all of that so like let's say we have the first group of kids thrown into this situation do you think it was just one or do you think it was a group Right. How do we know? Yeah. You know, like, do you think that these kids stay here forever? Do you think that they like grow up and die? Do they get removed at some point? Like, are the first 50, are any of them originals? And if not, what happens to them? Yeah. I mean, like, we we have no idea if any of them are original yet. I don't know anyway. Right. Then we don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) So if you were in the same situation, you've shown up in this box and all you can remember is that your name is jay Mm -hmm. uh and there are people who are terrible at describing the situation to you (laughs) and tell you to shut up all the time right and tell you to stop asking questions (laughs) uh how do you think you would react uh i mean knowing my personality i don't think i'd be able to handle it because yes (laughs) i would probably shake the shit out of alfie for being like no questions until the end Right. I feel like you would be in jail immediately. Right. Yeah. But you're you're not helping. Like, you see people running out of the maze, just fucking whipped. <laughs> God, I don't know what I would do, honestly. That would be fucking scary. He goes, at one point in time <laughs> in the book, he just goes and sits right, down he's by like, a tree. I can't. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I like, feel like that's a very normal reaction. And it's so funny because I think... Either the boys who are there compartmentalize it so much that they're able to just, like, completely accept their situation. And who knows? You know, like, who knows what it would be like to just, like, wake up in a simulated hellscape. It's a hellscape. You're trapped in this giant maze. You have a small portion of space. He even says, like, how claustrophobic he feels when the walls close at night. And you're just supposed to not ask questions. Like... I wouldn't trust anyone. I would be convinced that they were going to, like, sacrifice me and eat me. Like, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like I would not be as trustworthy. And, like, obviously he trusts, like, the most dim-witted kid that there is. I can't even remember his name. I know. Oh, sweet Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that makes the most sense. Like, all the other kids are so standoffish and, like, so Mm -hmm. acting superior that 
really his right. only option is Chuck. Yep. So. So on that on that same thread, then, uh, how do you feel about some of the characters so far? Like, how do you feel about Thomas and Newt and Alfie? Uh, definitely how you feel about Galley. Oh, man. There are so many names. I might need help remembering which one's which. But, like, okay. Thomas is... Okay. He's chill. Like, I mean, I definitely think I can mm-hmm. follow his train of thought. He seems very down to earth. He seems very real. Like, he's reacting how I would probably react in situations. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, ask questions there's no reason that you shouldn't like i don't understand why everyone's being so rude to him um right clunk is just or not clunk that's poop (laughs) chuck is so (laughs) chuck uh he's just so cute like and corny i know and it's so funny like when you first meet him he like what's the term for like when they call someone a negative term uh a a shank i think a shank yeah and i was like that's a prison term like where are we (laughs) we're not stabbing anyone (laughs) Uh, yeah, and he calls, he's like, dot, 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 shank. shank. <laughs> You're going to get some dinner he's... later. Shank. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get into trying it. Trying so I, hard to fit he's in. He's so cute. Alfie's the one that shows him around the maze and is trying to describe him things. And, like, yeah. I liked Alfie's take in that he just wanted to, like, kind of throw Thomas into it. Yeah. And like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Right. Get ready. You need to suit up right now. Yeah. I like the one that he, uh, Thomas, is internally, like, uh, I could t- I could take him. Which one is that? Is that the <laughs> Is that Galley? The bully that yeah, thinks the bully. he knows him? Yeah. That's Galley. Yeah, that's the one that like jogs his memory. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I could fucking take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um that's really kind of I don't really have too many opinions on the characters so mm-hmm. far, but I mean I do I Chuck's pretty cute. I hope he sticks around for a while. Chuck's adorable. I imagine that um I don't think Chuck's going to die first, but I definitely think one of the boys is going to die really soon mm-hmm. so that Thomas like because like the, like we're going to see the real thing what's going on right. and Thomas will get to see what's really going on. Death in the Glade. Mhm. Hmm. This is a tough one. <laughs> I'm bad at predictions. <laughs> I'm bad at predictions. I think it would be really funny for you to describe a griever what you think oh what i be. pictured it as yeah like when you first heard it and then they sting you what do you think they are um what's that movie or on hulu where it's like it's not the boogeyman but it's one of the other scary movies so it's like this big black character with like um like a pointed head and oh kind of like alien you know like that pointed monster head. no do you know where know, he doesn't alien. have eyes Okay, so, okay, I'm going to start over. So, yeah, similar to Alien, like Alien versus Predator, mm-hmm. where it doesn't have eyes and it just has these this big mouth. And then on its hands, it has claws, and on the claws, it has the poison. So, like, na- it doesn't, like, bite the kids, but I have a feeling – I'm not imagining, like, a scorpion kind of thing where it buzzes and stings them. I'm okay. imagining that they, like, get swiped with their claws and Ooh. the poison hurts them. How big do you think they are? Oh, I don't know if I thought person about that, size? but I'm assuming larger. Yeah, I'm assuming larger than person. Like, all gangly-like. <laughs> all gangly-like? <laughs> all arms and legs. <laughs> uh, why do you ask? Am I totally wrong? <laughs> uh, no, you're not completely wrong. You're wrong about they... some of it. Uh, oh. So is it more like a scorpion? Am I supposed to spoil it for you? or? Well, you I don't know. I guess not. No. 
<laughs> Very non-committal answer. <laughs> eh, we'll leave it where it is. Yeah. But there has to be other things in the maze. It can't just be these grievers. Like, maybe they just haven't made it far enough into the maze to, like, get the rest of it. Right. Or maybe the but, grievers are just, like, the point of contact that they can't get past. Like, maybe there's yeah. things that are worse that are yeah. deeper in the maze, you know? That's what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Definitely something worse. We don't know. And also, um, so, like, these maze runners in general... These mm-hmm. like oh the runners I yeah the four the four three or four? yeah four because there's four five? doors four ah four boys who run out into the maze and do whatever they're doing I guess looking for running anything <laughs> running um how do you think they get that job do you want that job <laughs> I don't think. I would want that job because I have absolutely no cardio and I hate <laughs> running. <laughs> it sounds like the worst run of your life. Like, do they like they come back right before the doors close? close. So, like, yeah, do they, they start have in the an morning? X amount of time. Yeah, they're literally running for however long the sun is up. That sounds like the worst cardio of my life. Yeah, no thanks. And and another thing that makes me think that it's a sim is that there's no sun. Like, it's just like uh-huh. an overhead light. Like, right, literally, like, they are rats. <laughs> it's just lit. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And the, the other thing I was going to say I was going to talk about, the his selective memory that he co- keeps getting, like, jogged, like, so, something mm-hmm. keeps, like, triggering a memory, it, still reiterates to me that it's going to be a simulation, that mm-hmm. that someone's controlling and that, you know, he's getting a little too close to his past time through the sim. Right. He has to be one of the ones that went through already died and is back in it again and so they can wipe all the kids' minds so every time the kid comes back up he's a new person every time (laughs) that is a really interesting theory yeah so he has perhaps run this simulation before and And has died back in yeah yeah and so the way they prevent the kids from yeah respawn (laughs) the way they prevent the kids from like reminding him that he was already there is that they can control everyone's memories and be like okay remove thomas (laughs) all right let's send thomas back up the elevator in three two (laughs) so if it's a simulation why not send him up as a different kid every time or do you think maybe they give him a name yeah they give him a name your name is thomas now yep I d- Hi, I Andrew. Now you're Thomas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what would like what would be the benefit though of using someone who's failed the simulation before and making them do it again? Just well, like cost yeah. analysis of swiping children off the street. Maybe the triggering of the time before gives him a little bit of a step up in that maybe he'll be able to solve it the second time round. Oh, so maybe like how many times does it take to get through? Oh, yeah. How many re- how many respawns until you can make it through the maze? Yep. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, do the other precipitants get the benefit of the maze runners? So, like, essentially, is it the same four people running Whoa. out every time? Because, like, you'd have to, like, fucking Chuck isn't going to be able to run. He got winded running to the edge of the, <laughs> the edge of the glade. <laughs> so, like, Chuck. you're not sending him out to go out there, you know? Like, Well, right. Yeah, I guess. Like, that's so if the why maze still... runners make it out, does everyone get out? Ooh, yeah. So if one person solves it, does everyone win? And we don't know. We don't know the point. And like none of the kids know the point. So like if everyone knew that the point was to beat this maze, would they all put forth more effort into doing it? Or because they've seen so many people die and become in pain that it's become like they'd much rather just kind of survive than try to solve. Sure. 
well, this girl's going to change things. So she comes up the elevator. She's unconscious. But Thomas comes like so we meet Thomas. He's unconscious and waking up inside the elevator. (laughs) My scientific side of me estimated that they gave the girl too much coma medication and she was out for too long so she made right. it all the way up the elevator <laughs> right and also unconscious she's a female yeah she has a different fat like fat percentage <laughs> so they probably did overdose her because they're used to giving this injection to boys yeah exactly. they gave her too much that she can't get it out of herself <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it takes her way too long to g- become conscious again which is why they have to pull her out <laughs> right so I don't think she's dead. Like, I, I she's definitely going to be a character. And she mm-hmm. brings a note that says she's, like, this is the last one, meaning this is uh-huh. the last newbie. She's the right. last green bean. So so what hmm. do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know. The kids must have, the boys, must have solved something in mm-hmm. order to make it to the next stage. The next stage is adding okay. a woman to the mix and seeing what's going to happen. So okay. like So but, like the fact that she's female is her purpose. Yes. Yep. And uh she's going to be the last one to see how the boys interact with her of this stage. So that okay. again, I don't think they're going to have to solve the maze. They've completed right. a step and they've been gifted with a female, which is such a terrible idea. You have a glade of 25 to 50 right? young teenage boys, and you just throw in a fucking girl? Are you a nuts? A single female? Like, I'm sorry, but that would not go you well. You are nuts. And all, her. like, you, the the author describes all the oogling boys. <laughs> right? And she's like an older girl, so you know she looks like a woman. Yeah, she got tits. <laughs> <laughs> what, I just, like... How and also, how do the boys know they've only been like living with boys? How do mm-hmm. they know even women still exist? Like, how d- did right. they instantly just get that memory back? Right. That that female know. than another sex exists? Uh, I don't know because they all have memory of parents. So if they have a traditional heterosexual family, right. They would know that they had a mom and a dad. And yeah. he does use the words mom and dad. Oh, so they does, know that yeah. there's female. Okay. That the female population exists, perhaps not in whatever universe takes place outside of the glade. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, then why like hold on to the female this long? And like, so if you think they've unlocked some portion and they're moving on to the second phase, what happens if they like run out of time and they don't get it? Do they like take her back and they start <laughs> over at square one? They're like, you, you don't, don't get a lady anymore. Memories wiped. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Everyone restarts. No, well, and I don't even know what step they could have possibly completed in the time that Thomas was there. Right. So, like, in the time... So, if we assume that they were on a schedule, one boy a month, and then Thomas comes on the first day of the next month, and then mm-hmm. the girl arrives the very next day, something mm-hmm. happened that Thomas triggered that caused right. them to go either to the next step or to prompt them to give them the female. That's why I think right. this is Thomas's second time round. What if he did solve the maze? He was a runner because he has all these memories of needing to be a runner and wanting to be a runner. And so sure. he's the one that triggers the next stage. Right. Maybe he's always the runner. Maybe he's 100 times been the runner. Yeah. And he finally figured it out. He gets re uh, respawned, and then mm-hmm. the next stage starts the very next day with the girl. But right. so why would they not allow all the boys to remember that someone beat the maze? I don't know. Another wrench, perhaps <laughs> Thomas is not the same as the other boys. Perhaps he is a trigger. 
he uh, could be added to fuck things up in the glade. Yeah. I mean, like, we can pretty much assume that he's, like, we'll say neutral good. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know, like, what his purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, he... Well, he doesn't the know. second to last person. Yeah. There's a possibility that the two of them being added that close together and being, like, a boy followed by a girl could be a trigger of some kind or a planned experimental manipulation of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I think they're pretty close to the same age, right? Didn't mm-hmm. He's between, like, he's uh, an older teen, younger adult, because he's just, like, Chuck describes him as a little bit taller, having a little mm-hmm. bit more, like, pu- past pubescent features. Sure. And the girl is probably, probably has tits. So she's around the same age. <laughs> And doesn't he describe that he – oh, you didn't read that far yet. But I'm pretty sure he describes, like, a a jogged memory thinking that he recognizes her. Yeah. So – and, like, that's another interesting thing that several people, but not all of the people, seem to have memories of each other. So, like, he and Galley have some kind of past yeah, beef. something. That they, like, remember. And he kind of remembers her – do you think that there is a life that they all had outside of the simulation? Like, did they just grab one high school? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, maybe they were all, <laughs> all went to the same high school. And that's why they, the, Gally was the bully and uh, Thomas was the jock. And sure. they just, like, fucking hated each other. And they were fighting Star over of the, the cross-country team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both fighting over this girl. <laughs> Although, I don't think they would be fighting over this girl, seeing as how ugly Gally is described. <laughs> that could be Thomas's hate, though. <laughs> that, that's true. It could just be like, like J.K. A, Rowling I, describing the Dursleys as her mortal I was enemy. Gonna say like a, a harry potter description of another person based solely on your uh your feelings about them yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean to conclude about the girl she's going to be significant in either she holds a key to something that they've unlocked and mm-hmm. she triggers the next step i have no idea what that next step is though so like maybe right. i'm kind of redacting my statement in that the maze doesn't get solved maybe thomas did solve the maze and mm-hmm. um but like i don't know i just can't quite think of like what the possible end game is maybe it's level two maybe it's like it's like a video game and level one like they got the checkpoint or like the safety point of level one which could be like the functionality of the glade even like oh do yeah you, like like when you've been playing minecraft for a couple minecraft days and you like <laughs> have easy access to food and you have the tools that you need you've and gathered you have up a all your chicken supplies <laughs> like you're not gonna st- you're not gonna keep mining then like you're gonna do something else so maybe yeah. it's like a checkpoint like they've beat level one mm-hmm. now things are gonna step up to level two and that could like maybe that means more monsters maybe that means the doors Ooh. open for a brief period of time at <gasps> what night. if they like, don't close at night anymore and that's what if they don't two? close <gasps> oh that would be Ooh. scary <laughs> that's some good shit <laughs> yeah, i didn't think about that but yeah that's definitely level two yeah, level two would be like Scary. extra, extra monsters. That's Minecraft like, hardcore boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft hardcore, you get one life. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe that is the point of the woman. If th- this is a totally different scenario, mm-hmm. what if the guys? The boys are sucking so bad at creating their own society. So they throw in a lady. 
that they throw in a woman to see what happens. <laughs> They're like, oh, God, could you clean this up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if the whole point of the maze was not to solve the maze, but to create a new society mm-hmm. to see how the the boys would rebuild. So you right. strip them of everything. You've give them, given them the basics to live. How do they create structure? Right. And they're not doing it well. Right. So they throw in a woman. It could be a, civili- <laughs> a civilization simulation where you're putting them in a foreign environment that they don't understand. It's possibly hostile. We don't really know if it's hostile. If no one knows what happens in the maze, like, we don't know what the grievers are. We don't know how aggressive they are, whether they're, like, neutral mobs that only attack if you attack them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what if it's, like, uh, an exploration simulation? So, like, let's say the Earth is dying and they want to send people to an alien planet and they need to find the best civilization makers. And they want them to be young uh, because they've got to be, yeah, like, of reproductive and, like- age. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, trying to create a new civilization, they need to figure out who would best be suited. Right. And um and teaching the kids the basics on how to do it and then figuring out who who to send. Yeah, that makes sense right. too. I like that idea. And they don't know, you know, maybe they do know how aggressive this other planet is. Like it could be a Pandora situation where everything's like bigger and badder and scarier. So they know that they need to Like Australia. Yeah, it's Australia. <laughs> it's space Australia. So they need to know who can deal with that. Because it's the only other mm. planet with, we'll say, oxygen or, more importantly, yeah. water. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. These are all I, – I like all of these. So all in all, in conclusion, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> but I like all of these ideas. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to, like, read ahead and and have your your predictions validated and disproven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, too. Oh, man. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I don't. I have really enjoyed our predictions and and yeah, where the conversation has gone so far. I just <laughs> I can't wait for you to read more. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm uh I'm excited to read the rest of it. Um I definitely think I'm going to be able to hammer this out one pretty quickly. Uh I did Oh, I did want to mention that I did try listening to this one, oh, okay. this audiobook. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, what do you call them the pe- person who reads it oh my god i don't know what do you call i them? don't know i don't know but whoever Not it is narrator. yeah 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 no maybe it is a narrator it's narrated by uh is absolutely god awful terrible oh no that really ruins <laughs> he is it so bad i know and that's why i was like reading i listened to the first three or four chapters okay. i think and I was like really worried because that's when the whole language thing starts. Oh, and, you know, like no. that's like the very beginning of the book. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, like this book is going to be bad. Like it's it was the way he read it was really like choppy hmm. and like um, what's the word for like young, but like it, the way amateur? he was reading it was really, yeah, amateur, Juvenile. really choppy. Like it was just, it wasn't my taste. Mm-hmm. And whenever he started bringing up the clunk and the and the shank, and yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus, H Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched to reading and it, it reads so much nicer oh, than good. it does to listen to. Well, so, heads up. That's my little two cents. Don't, don't pick up the audiobook. I do like that he puts on little voices. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Chuck talks, he's, like, you know, a little bit, like, 
boyish. Aww. And then when when Alfie talks, he's Irish, I guess. Oh, what and, the fuck? You know, I know. He like gives them like different languages, which or n- not languages, accents. It's really cute. And I and it helped when you're listening to it, but like the way I don't it must be a combination of the way it's written and the way he was reading it yeah. just did not Didn't, seem to match. Like yeah, weren't cohesive. No. Yeah, and so it like made me feel like the book was way younger hmm. than it is. Mm-hmm. Like I was like teen. And then when I started reading it, it felt a little bit more mature. It felt a little bit more younger adult. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting so. note. Yeah, I don't I didn't I haven't listened to too many audiobooks. I never have. So it uh, it's really interesting to me that I'm finding out what I like and what I don't like in the right. style of a narrator. <laughs> I'm actually probably going to try to return this audiobook because there's no way I can. You can't to it do it. <laughs> I was listening it to it with my boyfriend too because we were on a car trip in the car. Yeah. LOL. Where else would we be? <laughs> uh, LOL. And he's like, "Can you just like can we listen to this another time? Like, holy can shit, we this stop? is awful. <laughs> oh, oh, that's bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm super excited to finish reading, and I hope I'm right. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EpiloggersPod, E-P-I-L-A-G-E-R-S-P-O-D. And we hope that you'll read along with us and join us next time on our follow-up episode of The Maze Runner. And remember, the best way to survive the tragic dystopia of adulthood is with a book in one hand and a beer in the other. Talk to you soon on Epiloggers. See you later.